0: Hi and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Dollar Menu Mid-Carters. I'm of course Evangelistico, joined always by Matt Jackson, and also Cinnamon the Dog will be here to knock stuff over. Um, unfortunately, we start with a little bit of a somber and sad news, as uh, last week we lost uh, a wrestling legend, Harley Race. Uh, neither Matt nor I knew Harley well enough to have a statement about him, but we do have a friend who knew Harley considerably well. Yes, Cinnamon. Um, And so we got it. Hold on. Mm. So we got a statement from Ace. So, Matt, if you would read the statement from Ace Steel regarding Harley Race. Yep. So, Ace Steel sent us this. uh,
1: If for some reason you don't know who Ace Steel is, he uh, is a world renowned wrestling trainer. He trained the likes of CM Punk and Colt Cabana. I don't want to speak out of turn. I believe he ran Harley Race's school for a little bit.
0: Mm, I think he ran the Steel Domain Dojo. I don't know.
1: I, you know, but either way, Ace worked for Harley for many years and uh, right, we didn't know him well enough to make a statement I, I only met him the one time at Dorian's tryout it was neat to sit on a couch next to Harley Race as he watched Dorian try out. that was really cool uh, but Ace Steel was kind enough to send this statement to us, I am going to read it right now <clears throat> Harley is in my opinion one of the most revered pro wrestlers ever His in-ring pro wrestling and his legendary out-of-the-ring stuff sounds like folklore, except none of it was made up. I've never met one person that didn't respect him. I had the pleasure of knowing him professionally and personally for near 20 years as he was my agent for Japan, and I spent many a weekend on the boat with him drinking beer. He was a straight shooter and helped so many workers learn to craft. His advice and tips for matches helped fine-tune me into a better worker for sure. You can't carve and copy that man. He is certainly one of a kind. Upon reflection, it seems he was my wrestling dad, as he was to many. Crazy to say that, but it's true. My heart is sad, but happy he's not in pain, and I choose to think back to the Harley race we all loved and laughed with. That was from Ace Steel.
0: Uh we'll take a, a moment of silence and then we'll come back with the podcast. Okay. Um on to other news. This is the free Patreon.
1: well no, it's just a free podcast.
0: Oh, it's not a Patreon? Nope. We're
1: no. We're not
0: making money off this so we can half ass
1: it. <sighs> <laughs> Get your can. We are here with Gary, so you know we're really struggling for guests. ah, oh,
2: fuck off! We've <laughs> All right?
3: The, we've had to dust off, Gary. Dust me off? I haven't even been on the fucking thing. I'm using the fact checker, because you guys oh, right. can't remember but, dates and shit like that. But, so you but, get, let the guy that gets hit in the head constantly remember dates. Uh-huh. So... We'll kind of get into some stuff in a
1: minute, but I, I'd ask people if they wanted to send in questions, they could. Yeah. And since we're always honest with our fan base, my phone is at 15%, so if we want to get to these questions, we probably should start there. Okay, let's start. Well, i got to find them. All right, here's one. Glad. So right. this is like a multiple part question. Okay. Um, this one is from Scott Wool. Uh, it... Is to Gary. Okay, cool. Because one of these questions is for you too, but this don't one gives a fuck about just it, for Gary. I and you know, I, it. Our fans haven't learned that yet. Some <laughs> of them still give a shit about him, uh, so they want to know what your favorite matches from St. Louis Anarchy were. It's a two-parter, so we'll start there. Favorite matches from St. Louis Anarchy.
3: I would say my favorite is me and Hulkster, Hogan. Hogan. He, oh <laughs> shit. Uh, now I would say um, anything I did with Kyle O'Reilly, like that first run was insane. He's fucking still to me he's one of the best in the world. And I did with Kyle O'Reilly, I did the hour with Vega, which we didn't think we could do and you're like, "Nope, you're fucking doing it." I believe in you guys. And we both fought tooth and nail, but we ended up doing a fucking hour and it just wasn't some fucking bullshit fuck with the time hour and slide out of the ring and hokey bullshit South Broadway hour it was a real fucking hour that we did fuck uh, you Espy
1: hold on a second the, the bad hour that we seen was at UW no I'm
3: talking about the other hour that the that the Broadway crooks did where the fucking it was like him Espy and Demarius were like did an hour but really didn't do an hour they fucking fuck with the times and like it was horse shit and I don't give a fuck if they know this cause what are they gonna blackball me from fucking going to play bingo there fuck them. So, anyways, do me and they Baker, have
1: bingo there. Yeah, do that. No. Don't okay. know what do. We're so gonna get can't off track. Anyway, I not bingo. I'm though.
3: not here to bury people. Well, you kind of surprised <laughs> me with the way we've started. Yeah. Me and did an hour. It was great. Uh me and Nick Gage recently was like really, really fucking good. And it really wasn't even the match that made things good. It was just the, the atmosphere and the people. Because that's what people come there now for is the moments and the atmosphere. So, shalom. And and the congratulations.
1: Pizza. The pizza.
0: Yeah, the pizza pizza. Uh, if I'm being honest, I think you and Vega for the hour draw is my favorite match you've had there. Just because I do know how nervous you guys were about it. I do know that you expended everything you had around the 45-minute mark. And you just had to keep going. And I thought that was really
3: cool. Yeah, because you were the camera guy. Because back then, we didn't have the cool microphones in the ref's ears. And you're a camera guy. I'm looking at you. How long we got? You're at 45. I'm like, we're fucked. And then we pretty much just uh, walked and talked, boys. I don't remember. Yeah. W-
1: was Toley the referee for that?
3: God, I hope not. Who was the referee? Because I, I just
1: remember the referee like trying to get word to me that they wanted to know how much time they had. Because yeah. they thought they were like. Five minutes away so it finally gets to me and i'm like they still got like 20 minutes left like we're only at like 40 minutes so then that's when you threw on the fucking ball hat and went out and worked the camera to, to give, give us them, time give the time because, because he was
3: smart because we didn't have any kind yeah. of cues no. six foot
1: five camera guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but
3: now we have those everything's my mic. fucking microphone and i mean fuck we did it we didn't you know, know the we thing
1: is it. all the money we invested in the company back then you know those Mike, it was only like a $65 purchase we could have had those probably oh, we had our, well we never made
3: any money so yeah. <laughs> that whole first run yeah so like mm-hmm. but yeah that was insane I mean overall like almost any time I'm in that building for anarchy it ends up just being special in a little part of my life might be better to find out
1: like what was your worst matches? my worst in match that building uh, fuck I don't remember any of mine no, oh, it is not you. Yeah, you oh. shit that building up multiple times. Oh We're Talking God, about yeah. Gary. Um, so the <laughs> yeah, I'm
0: trying to think of a really bad Gary match.
1: Uh, the uh, second we wouldn't say it anyway. We're not here to bury people. Um, except for Gary. The yeah, second, I'm shooting. The second part of this question is um, Barry Horowitz. What was it like being a heel
3: that still got cheered? Well, at first, I wasn't getting cheered. at first people hated it they were like this is dumb because it's a character because my mom was your brother in drag Mm -hmm. and then Dorian was my dad which he's actually my biological father so I do not know why that was funny but you know obviously your brother being in drag which we encourage because there's nothing wrong with that but uh but yeah people hated it and I think after a while it just became like I was going out there and like putting on really good performances and shit and then of course David Richards that's what it was Davey Knock me the fuck out for real. That's what I think it and was. And then after that, the crowd kind of thought like I was like this warrior, like I just didn't stay down. Because even when knocked out, I kept kicking out. Like I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Right. No, because you were
1: literally. And, out. And, and that's what it was. That's when the fans came up with turned me. and made yeah. you a good guy. Yeah. Was because look, anybody who knows anything about any kind of like combat sport. Would see that that's a legitimate KO, and even in the world of pro wrestling or any other world, like you are not completely out. And when you kicked out and started coming up, that's when the fans come up, and that's really what was the start of the. Face turn
3: That was the start Of that face turn And that was also The start of the inside joke Because as soon as I walk Backstage Fitch is back there He's like You alright? I think I got knocked Loopy on that well, kick Well yeah There is a whole yeah.
1: Backstage story With this To where um, I didn't see Dorian The knockout. And my watching. So Dorian My brother And Fitchit Are watching this So when he gets Knocked out Fitchit Immediately says Like oh fuck He's out And Dorian At first Was like No I think He's just selling fidget goes no he's out well around that time i come in the kitchen door because i I used to always just walk completely around the building to go from the front to the backstage and now you don't care no now i'll cut through the bar sometimes but uh it's not full of people fuck i come through and uh like did you fucking see that and i go well what was it good and she's like no he's fucked like he's out and then, like, he kept kicking out, people kept coming up, and he was like, geez, like, he's got to be hurt. And then they wrap it up, Davy does his Davy promo, and then you yeah, had Gary comes walking to the back, and he's like, I think I got knocked a little loopy there on that kick. And, yeah, it became a running joke for still now, yeah, it'll yeah. happen.
3: Rook did videos of it every time he'd pop out of a car. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, those were actually maybe the first Rook uh, videos as yeah. he would cut he, different videos. He wasn't fucking
3: it. with Vega, he was fucking yeah. with me. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now you got to
0: buy his premium Snapchat to see that.
1: <laughs> hey, look crazy.
3: at that
0: back. Mm-hmm. So the next question
1: here uh, is from Randy McNally on Twitter, at Clint Hargrove. His uh, question for both of you guys and there's a one for me in here. Dream anarchy opponents for the two of you, and mine is a talent that I want to bring into Spaulding Hall. I'll let you guys go first. You go, Evan.
0: Uh, my dream match is Connors versus Orange Cassidy.
3: You're not involved in that though.
0: No, because I am no one worthy of a dream match. So that's uh, you're not worthy enough for dreams. Uh, my dream is. You're to
1: like the eventually... Muhammad Ali. You yeah. dream about having a good opponent. You better wake up and apologize. <laughs>
3: yep. That is exactly it. Uh, If you had to pick, though, like, don't play this fucking woe is me bullshit. Just fucking pick. Alright. And it has to be good or we'll tell you to leave. (laughs) Uh,
0: If I could wrestle anybody, hmm, give me a minute
3: to think about it. then you go. Uh, My answer, because this is the second time we record this because we never get this right and then we had the fucking, it didn't record. I thought of one. Okay. Uh, And this is feasible. Mm-hmm. if people are willing to you know live in their cars oh good here we this go this one's good this one's gonna cost me <laughs> a couple pennies yeah and I'm not saying it because I think people are gonna listen to this and be like yeah that'll be really good I believe my last rematch of professional wrestling is Masato Tanaka okay yeah I mean so I, let's start beating be that drum <laughs> I wanna be homeless yeah the Patreon if Anarchy we need, STL. Yeah, we
1: need some more uh, Patreon subscribers.
3: If you guys want to go fund me, the Masato Tanaka, the Spaulding Hall. If you just drop about fifteen grand a person in it. Well, if
1: someone hits me up, I mean the guy does take indie dates. Yeah. But
3: I mean, joking aside, but that might be like my last like dream opponent would be like Masato Tanaka because then I could finally be like I've done everything. I've wrestled all my heroes. Him being one of them. Mike Austin What happened to him? Kindergarten teacher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, you, he you just he's just kidding. He's hanging around.
1: So uh, we're yeah. going to go into a uh, my part of this, which was a talent that I want to bring in. He never in, answered. Which, well, I know we're going to go to him Man. at the end. Yeah, damn it. And I legitimately, I don't have... I... So when we did this the first time, uh, it was you know, we had a lot of guys, there was a long list, like, you know, you had Davey, you had Kyle, you had Quackenbush, you'd have, like, Gargano, then you had, like, the Eric Cannons, then you had, like, Alex Shelley, Chris Samoa Joe, all these fucking people that I've booked through LWA and Anarchy. The second run, there's not been a a whole lot of guys that I look at and I go, boy, I have to get him. Uh, like, Nick Gage was the big one, that took a little bit, we were able to do that. Um, so now it's more like I'll see somebody and go, okay, that person's good. Let's bring them to Spalding. Like Chris Dickinson, I've always thought Chris is good. We've oh, yeah. known Chris for fucking years, like through AIW and early, early beyond. Yeah. And We would go.
3: His last two years, man, he's been like such right. a good So tail. now,
1: like, he's turned into this whole new like monster of a worker. So I go, okay, I want to book him, and I I legitimately sat here watching an episode of that Uncharted Territory. I'm like, man, this dude's tearing it up. Think I'm gonna book him. Hit him up on IM that night. Booked him. Bought the flight. Sent it to him. It was all taken care of within like two hours. So that's kind of like how I do it now. But
3: where did you watch on
1: territory? Oh God, indie wrestling TV. Use the code STL Anarchy for 23 days. See um, how I snuck that in. So, like, okay, sure. If there were two dudes and like, I'll say this. But let's not get excited because chances are it's never happening. But. Shingo is a guy that would be amazing to bring in and old Tom Ishii would be great to fucking bring in but my god like that's gonna be impossible to do but if we ever could if I could bring old Ishii's fucking tank ass into that building yeah but I'm sure Klein let me live with him
3: (laughs) yeah Uh, I'm I'm taking that show off (laughs) no no, you're
0: not Uh, my dream opponent is uh, that giant panda in Japan God. All that for that? At least say Glacier. We we would give that to Raul. You know what? Bring me Hogan. Hulk Hogan? We're not getting a serious
1: answer. Let's move on. Okay, so this last question comes to us. From Lily. Hi, Lily. So let's remember Lily is a child, so yep. let's keep our language clean. Oh, During, so like
0: this is the part where we have to be clean right. before and after, dirty as we want. Yeah, we probably should have
1: put a, like a warning at the beginning. But, 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 have you been bad? Okay, I, yeah, we have. <laughs> uh, so here's a question. This you is, in particular. This is to Gary from Lily. Um, well, okay, I guess we could all answer this because it says guys on it. If yeah. you guys wrestled at Disneyland, uh-huh. who's one character you'd want to wrestle?
3: Oh, give me Goofy one on one, bastard! That was mine. I'm so, uh, there we, hit, we go. We could have a tag match: me and you versus Goofy and Goofy. Oh, you know what? I'll take Max. Ooh, that's Goofy a good and one. Max versus us. Here's my question to you, Lily:
1: Who do you so, want to see us wrestle? Who
3: do you want to see us wrestle at Disneyland,
0: Jackson? Who do you want to fight? Don't say
3: Pluto again. No,
1: I think it'd be an intergender tag because I have a backstory. Like Deborah (laughs) hates Minnie Mouse for some reason. Well, she wants she, but she really wants the like. She really likes Mickey Mouse. Yeah. So she's trying to break that couple up. I don't know. She's a homie. But we could do a intergender tag where me and Deborah fight Mickey and Minnie, which would probably end with Deborah turning on me. And joining Mickey Mouse, but but not Minnie. No. Be a double
0: turn. See, this is how we book well, this So wait, out. wouldn't the, the energy <laughs> match? Write this down. Wouldn't the match be you and Minnie versus her and Mickey? That'd probably be what she would want. You instead. know what? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, you're right. That's what it would be. I would bludgeon Mickey Mouse, and then Deborah would punch you in the face. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah, 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 that's again. a quick story. <laughs> no, that Yeah, that uh, we told yeah, yeah, this. On the you're Patreon. gonna want to hear this. We were on the Patreon. We told this part. Well, the numbers... I'm in a McDonald's drive-through, and we're gonna get dinner. Were you in the area? Uh, yeah. So it was we, terrible. We, we were in Hampton, and the, you know I touched Deborah's side. Yeah. In which she claims I tried to tickle her. I don't
0: know why you're doing air quotes. No one can see. It but us.
1: she then, with a closed fist, yeah. Punched me right in the face.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: She's been poisoning your food for months. Uh, they yeah. struck me right there in the car. Punched me right in the face. should the have called the cops. Yeah, she should have, have called, the, called the, police. the police. Do you want me to she make a call for her
3: right now? She's not home. We could have her kicked out, removed. <laughs> yeah, before <laughs> she gets home. Before she gets home. And then we have nowhere to go. Yeah,
0: that
1: would be a bad idea. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, well, long, Lenny, long answer. Uh, yes, it would be me and Minnie Mouse against Deborah and Mickey Mouse and
3: we both fight Goofy Goofy and Max his son Goofy and Max his son's pretty funny yeah I love the goof Trip movie I do love that it's movie it's a good one Lily if you like the goof Trip movie maybe we have a watching before a show that'd yeah. be fun you bring the popcorn we'll bring the slushies yeah seeing
1: yeah. it eye to eye we got what, about two minutes, thirty seconds to kill before we need to take a break. Yeah, let's just make noises. <laughs> we, woo, we Oh no, it's wee, also... so uh, What was the uh well done. Does anyone know the podcast that we just did today? We um, give them a quick plug.
0: P M yeah. Great. Dear God, how do we not know? It was literally thirty <laughs> minutes ago. We just did this. Fifty four minutes We're ago. Bad at life.
1: It's well, true. okay, his name's uh Patrick Booze, That's uh, yeah. it's his podcast. We, were, we did it today. We had some fun on there. Uh, check yeah. him out on their like his Facebooks at uh, Patrick Booze. Yep, hold um, on. So I'm, pulling sure we'll I'm pulling it up now.
3: I'm pulling
1: it
0: up right now. Hold on. We're just going to have long, yeah. uninterrupted uh, silence.
3: Beyond FM is what they is. are on Facebook. It was a fun little conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, the three of us are there. The very adult conversation, so kids shouldn't listen to that one. Kids probably shouldn't listen to this. Why? We haven't said anything bad on this whole podcast. i make
0: sure it says this is explicit. What did
3: we say bad? What did we say bad? I'm not going to
1: repeat what we said bad because I'm hoping that fans (laughs) gloss over it and don't notice. Gloss over what? So, uh, we got to cover 40 more minutes after this break. I don't know how we're going to do that. That's okay. okay. I got
3: plenty of things we can talk about.
0: I bet you actually don't. I have an ingrown toenail. No. You have been wrestling on a broken foot and we'll come back with that when we come back. Hey, and welcome back to another Food for Thought. We said we weren't going to do one, but then uh, Crux announced that you are going to be taking over and running it 100% oh, and quitting anarchy. <laughs> Chat me up about that, Battle Cat. No. Um,
1: yeah, uh, I talked with them over the last couple days about coming on and helping out, and we were able to come to a deal, so... uh. I won't be as hands-on for them as I am for, like, Journey Pro. Like, uh, like, Journey, I speak with Walter and Gabe almost every day. And we have, like, meetings and stuff over the phone. uh, With this, it's just going to be mostly going to the live events and helping agent matches and and working with talent. So, I'm looking forward to it. That's what I enjoy to do be nice to go into a new area where i don't know everybody and talk to more people yeah cool good food for thought yeah this is gonna be short there's not a whole lot to really cover with it
0: oh isn't there
1: (laughs) i mean it's uh,
0: isn't there
1: i just figured since like since they announced it today Mm. we would we would cover it and talk about it for a minute so yeah we start with them like this won't affect anarchy in any way so you know anarchy is always going to be my priority (laughs) if for some reason like my plate become too full to where like I wasn't putting as much effort into anarchy or as much effort as I think I should be I would remove myself from the situation so it won't affect anarchy, anarchy is going to always be the priority and uh, this is you know Something I'm looking forward to, obviously. I like to help out people, but you know, it won't affect anarchy at all. Will it affect anarchy? Yes, it will have a massive effect.
0: <laughs> okay, well, now that we know the truth, uh, please unsubscribe to our Patreons. <laughs> Hold on a Don't second. Don't come to out. shows.
1: Damn it. <laughs> uh, okay. oh, yeah, so when we, at the end of the podcast, we'll be talking about the November event. Jesus Christ. That was my fault. Where we say that uh, we're not Sorry. sure how many front row seats are left. Uh, we know that now to be two front row seats are all that are left. So jump on that. For uh, November. So make sure to get those because once they are gone, we are then down to just GA. So
0: So there you go. Is there anything else you actually want to talk about?
1: No, we can cut it here. We can cut it here. Like this was gonna be short. This is actually a little bit longer of a podcast than normal. Yeah, because we just sit down and we talk with Gary. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, this this will be short. Uh, If you can jump on it, well, when are we gonna put on Patreon that
0: tonight or tomorrow? Tomorrow. Okay. We'll put that up tomorrow as like a compliment to this. So if you're a Patreon member, go ahead and uh, jump on because we're gonna put a longer version of what what's actually gone down with Crux. And why Matt's going to 100% fire everybody on there.
1: Jesus, that's not true. Alright. But yeah, subscribe to Patreon and we will be continuing this conversation over there. And
0: it'll be on the $10 level too, so you know. Now you know. What's the Patreon again? Uh, Patreon.com slash STO. And unlike IndependentWrestling.tv, there is no promo code, so buck up brothers, sisters, cinnamons. Alright, but and with that said, we're back.
1: What was said? Well, nothing was said. Unless we eventually start putting in some of these uh, Greg tuxedo promos like he had in his podcast. I, you need
3: a tuxedo for a wedding? You mean that stuff? Yeah. He's yeah. He Who's did Greg? a good job for it. Though. Yeah.
0: Uh, no, like, I'm sure there's a food for thought there. No, no we're thought. not
3: doing one. This is a full
0: hour
1: with Gary. Why? Because this comes out tomorrow at midnight. We need what? to get oh. it done. So you guys
3: at <gasps> a last resort?
1: No. Well, oh, yes and yeah. oh, no. Yes and no. Yes and no. Uh,
3: you guys... We've wanted to do this since we started it. Oh, yeah? yeah you're full of shit. <laughs> we've I
0: know. been doing the podcast since January.
3: And I'm usually couldn't sitting couldn't here.
1: squeeze you in. <laughs> yeah, I'm not as good as couldn't Christian Rose
3: or... Jeremy Wyatt, who thinks I'm a I fucking actually, garbage yeah, wrestler. Wyatt
1: hasn't been on the podcast. Yeah, oh, I we thought had, he was. He, he he, we we, we, we decided we have to re record oh, so uh,
3: Oh, King Tut himself wants it on the podcast, huh? No, nope. actually, King Tut's in our back catalog.
1: Ah, God <laughs> damn
3: it. Chat me up about Tut. Oh, fuck. Chat me. You guys listen to the Hogan one? It was With good. With Austin? Yeah. Oh, that's was really good. Whether he's
1: a racist or not. He talked about selling. And and that was, was that's good. good. Yeah. There's a
0: lot of Hogan
3: revisionist history though. <laughs> oh sure, everything yeah, Hogan
1: yeah. does, you gotta add that Hogan revision.
3: <laughs> At too. the end of the day, Hogan knows what's good for the business, not what's good well, for his wallet.
1: Hogan knows. Well, it's that's the other way around. Hogan <laughs> knows what's good for his it wallet. It was a joke, dumbass. And for Hogan, yeah. Hogan knows. That sucks though, man. Like for me, really, like when that audio came out and they kind of, you know, he's fucking said the, that racist shit. I was like, what? Luck, man. What? You can't repeat
3: what he said, but yeah. I never saw it.
1: He just he was he was set up, but he still said some ignorant shit. Well, he said that he dropped the n word. He uh, he was sleeping with Bubba the Love Sponge's wife, which he Bubba the Love Sponge knew this. They were yeah, he wants to. Yeah, he and talked. he he set up a fucking hidden camera or something in the hotel room, in which it caught conversation Hogan had with this lady. That Hogan was upset that his daughter was dating a okay. black guy. You and, leave it at that. And he used the N word. Okay.
3: Terrible so, shit. Yeah. Let's get back to but Love Sponge, SpongeBob to Cook. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, so. Either way. Yeah.
1: To think of, even without the race, the Hulkster fucking your wife. Like, I remember Hogan. That's a trophy. <laughs> I remember Hogan. Running wild. Vitamins. <laughs> oh, milk. <wow. laughs> He's running <laughs> wild again. Yeah. I didn't think of this Hogan running wild. And there was still milk involved, like, but a different scenario. Yeah, it's like yeah. your childhood just shattered. I, I wrote a letter to Hogan when Earthquake oh took God. him out on the Brother Love show. Yeah? And if you would have told me that many years later I'd see him butt-fucking-naked... In a racist scenario, I would have never
3: believed it. It sounds like a, a, an episode of fucking what's that? <laughs> fucking uh, Jerry Springer. But we, li- yeah. I lived at Hogan yeah. completely nude. You watched
1: it? Yeah, I watched the sex tape.
3: Please. It was terrible. Please. It was horrible. Not I have enough thrusting. I've too never, much moaning. I've never seen it.
1: No, it's horrible. Hogan. How is he working? No, not good. Hogan <laughs> is a below-average fuck. That's why he sued that
3: place, because it's him. This is a man
1: did you just who say, was the mecca of pro Did you just wrestling?
3: say the Hulkster was a below average fuck?
0: In that video he was. Yeah. All right, well, let me ask you this. When he climaxed, did he Hulk up afterwards? No, he
1: was done. I expected, like, maybe he was fucking bad on purpose. Yeah. About quarter of the way through. He started through. pointing at her and showing his finger. Right, he Hulks up, then... You know, good fuck then Hogan, dog.
3: and then they <laughs> and then they go home.
1: Did you but never stop. happened. You
3: just said good fuck Hogan, like yeah, there's that, two.
1: The fact that we're even talking about Hulk Hogan <laughs> fucking is my point of how bad this was what is
3: what is the uh what is the listener's opinion on the Hogan fuck tape why do you guys tell us
1: yeah
3: there's no comments you know what we can do tomorrow at 3pm you can we can review this fuck film (laughs) no we're not Hmm. I'm not watching it again it was why not it was terrible
1: and did you watch this
3: alone it
1: was no Bishop quality I don't remember but uh anyway back on topic here at the podcast uh (laughs) We were going to talk about Gary's broken, Gary's broken foot, foot or yeah. broken
3: toe. My foot's not broken. I just happened to Chatter Oh, I don't know. My... It looks pretty fucked. What, what happened? Um, chat me up. I'll chat you up. Uh, so I'm still getting over bad Hogan. Fuck. <laughs> Sorry. Got to focus. Anyways, uh, what was it? Whenever the Journey show was, what, three weeks ago now? It was the day before Circus Max. Yeah, so, so July 18th. July 18th. Uh, I went in there and tussled with shark bait Gutierrez. I whipped his ass.
0: Yeah.
3: uh, Like I would. And uh, basically, enough, I think I was just diving out of the ring like, you know, I always do. And I just happened to catch my foot on the floor the wrong way. Because this is live action and this is full contact. And just like, I stubbed my toe once and then did it again. Because, you know, I do them in threes. Right. If you've watched anything I do, it's threes. Yep. Mm -hmm. If I ever go for a fourth, usually a bad idea. (laughs) But anyways, threes. On the second one, I fucking broke it. And then the third one... I just completely obliterated it because at that point it's just kind of floating around in my shoe. Like, I feel my skin's attached, but my bone's not. Oh, that's Does great. that make sense? Yes. It was like, it's like a hot, warm feeling. So then obviously the next day I couldn't be like, hey man, can't rest today." You would have probably just shoved me out there in a wheelchair. <laughs> Go get him, Gary. <laughs> Go get him, Gary.
1: <laughs> you got this. You
3: got this. Jigsaw, will take care of you. Here. <laughs> wee woo, wee woo. Yeah, right? So, I mean, I couldn't really do anything that day. And then uh, after Circus Maximus, after that whole long day, which was very fulfilling because everything went great that day, as you already know. Yeah. And then uh, we had to move your brother. Yeah. God, that was fucking painstaking. Uh, that was a hell of a meal.
0: Yeah, no meal
3: bought. No meal that. bought no, afterwards.
0: Wait. Your brother, No. you meal helped bought. his brother move, and then his brother didn't buy you a meal. Nope. No meal You know,
3: bought. I'm going yeah. to Sean Orleans who's in the kitchen or bathroom right now, was there, we drove the truck and I was like, he'll probably buy us lunch or something. Yeah, a well, little maybe get a five dollar hot and ready. Maybe give me one of them snackles. A little
0: snackle? All yeah. right.
3: So yeah, and then we moved him and then yeah, I had to stay off it and then I had black label against Tom Waller and then the more time the more activity on it, obviously it's not good for so I really haven't had a chance to rest it. So it's I in what was it the other day... Because, yeah, we were in Atlanta yesterday. I was in at Atlanta wrestling chip day yesterday, beating him up. <laughs> uh But like what day I was at the pool At some point last week Mm -hmm. And I'm already hobbling With a broken toe And then uh I stubbed my toe My pinky toe Broke that one Good job So now my foot's just like Leaning in the middle And yeah my whole foot's just It's not not good Not good Right
1: not a good. I got good insurance though My leg is hurt from basketball Oh yeah you played basketball yesterday Oh man I was cooking those kids Yeah I talked about this on Twitter A little bit I'll reiterate it here For our listeners Uh Put myself over a bit, played a little basketball. Myself, Connor, mm-hmm. uh, Davy Vega and Deacon Cash went and uh played some basketball. I like that Deacon Cash. I do fella. too. He he's cool and we Held hand, good to have around. Uh, so everybody on this court I'm not sure of Deacon's age actually, but uh Forty two. Ve- I think Vega is like three years younger than me. Yeah. Uh-huh. Connor is ten years younger than Good me, Lord. and the other kids on this court. I'm seven years younger than you. No, you're not. I will out your age. Uh, the other kids were like fucking seniors or freshmen in in college, yeah. so you know, probably twenty. Hoof boy, it was a hell of a game. Uh, it got it was funny because I never feel old, really, but like I you get a rebound, post a kid up, do a little fucking one handed hook, it goes in. And the fucking kid goes, ooh, old school. I was like, god <laughs> damn it. Like, I'm not that old. What was it one more time? We went, ooh, old school. That's <laughs> a like, son of a bitch. Which is true. They don't really do a lot of posting up in basketball anymore. But anyway... It, number one, it was really cool, and it, it's motivated me legitimately we mm-hmm. where like I'm gonna fucking I have a basketball, and uh-huh. there's a park like I'm two miles from here. There's a couple parks, and I but well, yeah, but none of them have basketball hoops, but the one, yeah. and I've told Deborah, I was like, we're gonna start going to this fucking park. You can go do what you want, go walk with the dog. I'm gonna shoot on these basketball hoops, and I want to start doing that a couple times a week. Yeah, I think that'd be good. But anyway, I'm, I'm it was for fun. This idea. So most of the time, when we when I watch your matches with people, and not like wrestlers, but like yeah, if, if I'm standing at the front watching the match with Deborah, or yeah. if my dad is at a show and I'm watching a match with him, they all will ask the same thing, which is why is how it? do you not get seriously injured? So I guess we can parlay into how hurt are you from taking all this crazy shit like. Everyone says that your that your body calluses up. But, like, are you injured? Like, do you feel this stuff every day? No, yeah. man, I feel pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Well, and it's surprising because you took a lot of risks. I, I wrestled Kenway a lot. Yeah, that's a lot of risk. <laughs> damn it. Long way around. <laughs> yeah, for that.
3: but it, it made it. Hell of a fucking payoff. It made God it. God damn it, he's a shit worker. Uh, I mean, no, not. Come on. he's Come not. He's not. He listens he, to the podcast. It's not no, a podcast. He also thought so and so was a fucking firefighter. God damn <laughs> it. <laughs> Damn it! Uh, Alright Anyways Is this a question to me or Yes was this- Yeah Why would it be to me You <laughs> did stick him in a thing With Kenway yeah, So It was good too it, Yeah Not for his head <laughs> uh, No uh, Yeah I'm fucking beat up Like there's not a way around it Like I don't heal up Before the next time Because I'm not young anymore So I'm constantly beat up
0: And because you wrestle Multiple times Yeah a
3: because I don't just do this once For anarchy And I'm done right. I, I have this stupid idea That I feel I have to do this Anywhere I go Way to call me out For what I only wrestle out of anarchy. Well, you retired.
0: Oh God, I was... semi-retired. I'm yep. semi-hard. I'm semi-pro. Now, when you move back, brother, it's time
1: for us to have that uh, reunion tour. All right, Dude, did do... All
0: the places. Are we, for... are we getting the trios
3: yeah. back together? Because oh, i, I you guys. gonna book me or Jake.
0: On. Yeah, I'm gonna hit up Trevin. We're ready for
3: fallout <laughs> yeah. 2020. yeah, 2020.
1: Well, that yeah. might be one we can get. But, uh, but anyway,s
3: ready. like, yeah, like, I'm, I'm beat up, man. Like. I fucking I go on hikes and shit and stretch and do everything I can and do what I can. But yeah, I'm I'm beat up. There's no way around it. But I actually prefer to be beat up because I don't know what it what's like to be just not beat up.
1: Right. So I would say that probably recovery then takes longer. Oh, it's than, terrible. Than it probably did. I have bruises on
3: my leg from three weeks ago. Right. If I have a unless I have some weird like skin or blood deficiency that I don't know about right now. But yeah, I bruises.
1: Because well, another story that we talked about the Davy Richards thing in the beginning, where he knocked you out, like you wrestled the next day, right? Yeah. We had Metro Pro, we did a six man tag, yep. the very, the very next the day, the very next day. So there yeah. wasn't even a day layoff after that.
3: No, and honestly, I probably shouldn't have.
1: And two, we we when you wrestled an hour was Vega. We had Metro Pro the very next Albert. day you, yeah. yeah, you wrestled with, uh, Jordan Miles and uh, oh that's his fed name where Chris said that you were terrible in that match and uh, that's why mm-hmm. he didn't want to book you for Metro
3: anymore for me? <laughs> no well that's probably a true story though it is Chris yeah. <laughs> doesn't like me still no he does not. him and Wyatt have a group thread you've shown me says Gary's a trash wrestler yeah, that's well, the name right. of the thread and I'm yep. a part of it why'd <laughs> yeah, they add me in we're here. the moderators yeah. Of it. <laughs> anyways yeah I mean like that's the reality of this. Is obviously like I do this for people's entertainment and show, and honestly, like a small part of me just likes to be fucking mutilating myself. I don't know. It's just weird fucking thing called depression. Yeah, it's but cause uh, you can't afford tattoos, so you got to hurt yourself. In other no, ways. like I just like being very creative in what I do and different. But like, yeah, it's a it's a tax on my body. And like, one day I would like to go get like a full body scan, and I watch them go. Oh, you're fine. And I'm just a big pussy, you know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with You're you. You're fine, pal. Remember when uh, when our, our old friend Doug Murray, we have this old friend that oh, we, yeah. we used to peace. hang out with all the time. Now he doesn't really come around. Uh, I put fences in with Probably him got so married long. or something. He though. did get married. Or yeah, his yeah. But he had like he has like real bad scoliosis yeah and he told us two stories once he went to a chiropractor Ooh. and like the chiropractor told him to you know take his shirt off whatever and he's like and when I did she screamed oh yeah. my god and he has like a fucking he has a bump. turtle shell like yeah. sticking out of his back yeah. where and like they ended up telling him that uh you know, you can get surgery on this right now, and you'll be on disability forever if you want to. But he he don't he he wants to work. But uh, yeah, just remind that Fool. story reminded me of that. Like you go get a full body scan, and they just scream like huh. you got so much shit wrong. Well, I mean,
3: this story has nothing to do with wrestling, but it would it, it would still if I knock on wood, I don't want to knock on the wood there. Like if I ever got hurt and had to go to the hospital, as soon as they got me in, they're like, oh, blah blah blah. You have insurance, no, and you saw what happened. They just start like, get the fuck out yeah, of here. That's a that fun, happened.
1: That's a fun outside of wrestling yeah. story we can tell on the podcast. Yeah. you're not a huge fan of hospitals, no. I so have, yeah, I hate it. My like, phobia. Ten years ago, my mom has open heart surgery, so she's in the cardiac ICU. And yep. in the cardiac ICU, you can only have two people go back, and like. She wasn't doing too great, so you could only be back there for about 15 minutes at a time. Yeah. So Gary was up there with me, and my dad was up there, and they go back to see her. And I go, I'll go the next time. Yeah. Go once a <laughs> So I'm sitting there, and I was like, fuck. It's been like 25, 30 minutes. I wonder what's going on in there. Like, nothing's happened. No one's come out here. Next thing you know, the fucking <laughs> doors <laughs> slide open. Here comes my dad, and fucking Gary is on a gurney, fucking <laughs> bleeding. And my dad goes well he passed out and there hit his head on the floor and they had to fucking wheel Gary down to the ER portion of the hospital to give him stitches because he had fucking cracked his head open off the floor hospitals aren't safe and when they realize he you know they come in like do you have insurance he says no they fucking stitch him up and go all right, see ya. And walked out, and he was still hooked up to shit. Like so to, I just cleaned myself up. <laughs> he had, yeah. He had to unhook himself. Fucking St. Anthony's. Yeah, <laughs> take the robe off. Yeah. Like, they didn't even come say shit. I t- too. I, like,
3: whenever I get stitches now, if I have to or anything, I just take them out myself. Like, there's no reason to go. They're easy. You snip and pull them out. And if they're healed, they're healed. Like, mm-hmm. come on now. 2019. Right. I'm my own fucking doctor.
1: If I ever need stitches, I'm going to Strider. I yeah. watched him, uh, clean up a wound on Fitch at once and, like, butterfly stitching beautifully. Mm -hmm.
3: Exactly. You know, because when you're cooking, cook! cook.
1: God, I love that, man.
3: God, I love hanging
1: out. Like, the fucking... We were backstage at Journey, (laughs) and uh, he was talking, and he's like, God! He's like, this is the part I miss the most about the business. And I go, what's that? He goes, you know, just hanging out with all the boys, lying, it's great.
3: (laughs) And he wasn't joking. He had Uh, such a fucking smile like a Shashire cat. Like, he was... To degree.
1: that's what a veteran should be. He's great. Like, yeah. Strider has been doing this so long. He has an old-school way of thinking. Like, he's not big into, like, the Joey Ryan dick flips or, like, the Orange Cassidy gimmick. But he don't just sit there and shit on it. He understands it. The and wrestling has evolved. Right, and, and he can still... He still plays his part beautifully. He can still go in the ring, but...
3: Yeah, well, we'll see about that.
1: Like, that's the... Uh, that's the kind of veteran that I like is a guy that, you know, he has his way of thinking and it might be different from you, but he's willing to sit down and have a conversation with you and not be like, oh, there's a fucking bullshit wrestling. Like, yeah. he love that to me is
3: someone who does truly love the business. Like, I agree. And not somebody who's like... Stuck just, in his ways. Right. He's open-minded there. to a lot of things. And I mean, I like to look at it as like, we watched him and Adam Raw beat each other for real for and, 25 yep, yep. minutes and in House made, Springs. Yep, and he, he made Adam
1: Raw. Yep, he made, Adam, he made Sam such a
3: better wrestler yeah. from those three matches. Mm-hmm. And he also probably concussed Sam. Oh, but, there's no doubt he concussed Sam. But, <laughs> you know, damn my damn God, like those matches were like Brutal. Yeah,
1: and Strider too like, is that you had to be able to hold your own in there, and this, oh, yeah. is, this is the guy we're bringing the Battle of Spalding September thirteenth. Um, him versus Big Beef, yeah, man, another match I'm excited a hot for. Number. Like, man, if you don't hold your own, man, Strider, I like gonna, that. He's gonna give you your fucking ass. Exactly. He, he you, whipped Hype Gotti's ass that time in that match. I'll yep. never forget it. Well, he
3: did that training seminar before one of the uh, <laughs> b- b- before one of the Afton shows, yep. and he's telling this kid to fire back, and he does it, and just fucking clobbered him. The kid just dropped, yeah. knocked out, knocked kid
1: out cold. Yeah. during the training. I seminar,
0: was one of the three people in the training seminar because I was trying mm-hmm. to get on. Uh, what, what was it was uh, CSW. CSW. Yeah, remember yeah. Central States Wrestling? Yeah, I can't remember the fans. Joey Hacker.
3: No, that was get knocked
1: out. out. I can't remember the fan's name, and even if I could, I don't want to say it on here. So if you, if you remember, don't say it. But yeah. remember, there was like the fan who wanted to do the seminar, and I go, "No, man, we're not letting fans do it." And I told Strider about it, and Strider goes, "You want me to, uh, you want me to fuck him up in there in the seminar?" <laughs> and, go, and he no, said, oh, "No, no, no, go, no, I'm not going to yeah. let him do it." He goes, "Well, yeah. I can show him. You know, the business isn't for him." I go, "No, no," but yeah, yeah Strider's great. I'm so happy that he's willing to come to like. Alton and do Anarchy I'm a, I'm
3: tickled pink that I get to whip his fucking
1: ass at Journey Pro that's gonna be great that was a match that at NWL I was like god I wanna fuck cause I didn't know like I'm glad Strider's back but
3: you didn't know uh, I long. figured
1: man if this don't work out he might not want to ever wrestle again so no, the fact that you know I, so I really wanted to get that match and towards the end Chris just let me do whatever on these shows so I was able to get it in St. Joe, um, at a uh, at, at a street fight even, and uh, it was fucking awesome. Like you guys tore it up in St. Joe. That probably meant like that was probably cool for you because Strider was a guy that you looked up to. We
0: all looked up to him. Yeah, I think we said that multiple times.
3: Oh yeah, like and that's what's cool. And like I'm real like we got to do that one match, and like it was a house show. And I was like, fuck, like, you imagine this on, like, the TV and the way everything was going, like, it was so fucking good, and, like, I was really proud of it, and, like, you obviously know, like, I like to go in there and fucking get hit, and so does he, so, like, as he would say, when you're cooking, cook, like, fuck, it was so fun, he's such a bad motherfucker, too bad I'm a bad motherfucker, and he's gonna find out. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Alright we got killed Another 30 seconds Before our next break Well what a segment That was huh Talking about the Hogan fuck film And everything His damn, fuck wasn't good He no, didn't fuck it up was a, It wasn't even mediocre I would have rather Watched Dino Bravo Fuck somebody Oh god yeah, all right. It just destroyed My childhood Like Would you watch Bruno
3: San Martino Fuck somebody I'd watch any of the legend.
1: No, you know what? I don't know, because... What about... Okay, come, Okay, imagine if you watched Ric Flair fuck and it wasn't that good. Oh, and this is a wondering. guy that's a legendary, apparently, fucker. Yeah. So, I, I don't know.
3: You know The Hogan one hurt. Know who the dark horse in the fucking is? Henry Godwin. Man, ah, we're out of time. Thank God.
0: All right. Gary's still here, but we're not going to discuss what we were discussing. We're going to move on to a whole new topic. Battlecat, chat me up. So I was watching this sex
1: tape... <laughs> <laughs> uh, God damn it. So we we do the Patreon podcast and for people that are on the Patreon which you can be if you go to patreoncom STL, tiers starting as low as $5 $2. Well, $5 you, you dollars get with con- content. Right. We're going to have some new stuff coming there soon. We're going to be starting to test uh the video aspect out when old uh Evan moves back here, so be expecting that. Yeah. But anyway, we Watch
0: c- along as we watch Grandma's boy.
1: God, it's a good movie. So, so we talked about this on the Patreon. I figure we can maybe cover it again
0: because maybe not maybe not all the wrestlers are Patreon subscribers. Well,
1: not not even that. Just you know, we didn't. So what we talked about was how like strikers, yeah, are if you get how sometimes people. Pretty much, it's selling, but it's not so much like selling your arm or selling your leg. It's more registering strikes. Mm-hmm. So I'll rant for a second, but I want to get Gary's opinion because Gary is a striker. That's what he's primarily known for on the indies. So this is what I hate is when, like, if I'm known for striking and Gary's known for striking and Gary chops me, I don't sell because I'm tough guy, too, who yeah. don't sell strike. I hate that. Uh-huh. I, I Even the talk about Japanese strong style even Kobashi, and who's another Japanese striker? Masawa. Masawa. would at least register each other's shots. They may not act like they were just killed. Like, if Gary chopped you and you're not known for striking, crying. you might sell different than, like, if Gary chops fucking Chris Dickinson, like, what will happen September 13th at Battle of Spalding? That's probably, that's gonna be a different sell. Mm-hmm. But there's still selling involved. Mm-hmm. You have to register. That's what drives me nuts. Is a lot of people do not register.
0: Well, yeah. Another thing that like, I've noticed is like, then like at like they won't sell the first couple of strikes. They won't register. They won't do anything for the first couple of strikes, and then on like strike four or five, now they start selling. But the strikes haven't gotten any better. They haven't gotten any harder. So now they just didn't sell four or five strikes just to sell the exact All right, same shit. And I'm going to end it.
1: This is the last one of the last things I'll have on this. No, as, we're going to here. I go. As I put out a tweet, and I had said, if you don't sell for your opponent, it doesn't make you look tough. It makes your opponent look bad. Because if if I get punched in the face, which I did by Deborah at McDonald's drive-thru, if, if I didn't... That hurt a little bit. Yeah. So if someone punches you in the face for real, that shit's going to hurt. Yeah. And if you don't sell that, then what, like, it just makes that person look bad. And someone actually responded to this. I didn't respond to him, and it was uh, the person said something on the lines of, Yeah, then the Road Warriors didn't look badass or anything, because the Road Warriors didn't sell all that much. Right. Number one, I'm not a huge Road Warriors fan, but I will say this when they had, like, sure, they didn't sell for, like, job guys. But you watch some of their matches in WWF, even WCW, and they're in legitimate matches. Usually, I think, Hawk sold the Heat and then Hot tagged to Animal. They sold. So that's a completely no fucking thing. Sure, there are exceptions to the rule. If you're in a situation and you're wrestling Billy Joe from fucking Kentucky and you're on TV and he's the job guy for the night, you're probably not going to sell for him. But I'm talking about two dudes just in a wrestling match selling for one another and that drives me nuts. When we'll get on to
0: the Road Warriors only because they took advantage of so many people. In well, world. yeah, okay, but
3: that's not... Anyway, right. Gary. <laughs> I'm going to play off the Road Warriors thing. Well, the Road Warriors thing with the jobbers was also in a day and age where like, the jobbers, they wanted them out of the business anyways. They didn't give a fuck about them, so they were trying to hurt them, not giving a fuck. Why would they sell a goddamn thing? You put them on TV in a big money match against the Steiners, they're fucking selling. They have no choice because the Steiners can hold their own. Billy Buck fucking Carl from Casey's can't hold his own against Animal or Hawk. So that's kind of where that dynamic is. That, and it's 2019, it's a whole new day and age. Mm -hmm. So like, the biggest thing with striking is I've probably taken a thousand shots to the head by now and I feel all of them. Anytime you get hit for real or hard or safe or solid or whatever the term is or strong style, you feel it. Now, in different scenarios and it depends what the story is and what you're going for sure you don't feel everything but it wears on you uh-huh. but then you guys just basically have guys go oh i watched new japan let's just go run this opening spot it's the same thing they do on new japan and they got a huge reaction and we didn't well they know what the fuck they're doing there's a rhyme and a reason to what they're doing there's a rhyme and a reason to where like the guy took a fucking Saido, popped up kind of had a little fight on him and then getting mowed back over it's fighting spirit
0: It's also a different crowd. It's a different
3: crowd. Fighting spirit works when you know what you're doing. Not every time fighting spirit happens do both guys do crazy head bumps and just stand up and start fist fighting. That's not believable. Fighting spirit is like the last stitch after what you have left. And in a real fight if you're giving it that one more last punch and that's all you got you're going right back down. And it adds to the dynamic of the scenario or the story. I mean I think I'm okay at it. Like I'm not tooting my own horn here. Like I know I'm you know known for hard strikes and you know craziness but like when you're in there with guys like myself, or guys that you know make a name doing this all over the Indies, have been overseas or different countries doing it, their philosophy is is like if you get hit in a real fight, you're gonna fucking feel it, regardless of how much piss vinegar's going through your veins, you're gonna fucking feel it, right? You know,
1: and you're not gonna make anybody nobody nope. not selling for
3: exactly. Them. Don't you want both guys in the fight or the match to look good? Right. At the end of the day why would someone book me if I always just was selfish and made myself look good? If I can go in there and work anybody on your card and make the match look good and the other guy look good, I'm going to have a return date. Not the guy that goes in there and just tries to do his own thing and tries to make himself look great. Right. It's a job. It's an industry. You want to make money.
1: Well, and to... Like, Jim Cornette says this, and I, I don't agree with everything he says, but I do agree with this, is like how the business went from... like. You're not. You're trying not to hurt the guy, but making it look like you are, and everybody thought it was real. To now we live in a day where guys are fucking killing each other, and everybody thinks it's fake. Mm-hmm. So if you fucking slap the shit out of somebody, that hurts. I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're going to feel that. So why pretend that that it doesn't hurt? Why not just sell? Uh, Tom Ishii is a perfect fucking example of that. This is a guy who's known for striking. He'll beat the holy fuck out of you. He's built like a fucking 1993 Ford Escort.
0: Yeah. yeah. But
1: he will register mm-hmm. if you hit him and he will sell and it makes you look good. I don't understand yep. this idea of guys not selling strikes for one another. It don't make sense.
0: Well, it's just a no-win scenario, but in your head you've made it seem like, "Oh, yeah. I'm so tough." Right. It's like, but you're not, because if if nothing hurt you, there's no threat. Yeah, right. like that's a problem. Like with the, Superman, I said, like I made this example, like
3: terrible superhero.
0: Yeah, like you have to have.
3: There's no drama. A
0: convincing story about it. And how do you have a convincing story yep. when the man can't be hurt by
3: anything? Exactly. Except yeah,
0: bring rocks night? from space.
3: Yeah, but you have to go to so, space to Kryptonite. No one's bringing Kryptonite to the wrestling ring. Yeah, well, you know. well, I bet. Yeah, I can find it well yeah
1: true.
0: I mean <laughs> technically I think Muhammad Ali beat his ass in the comic book ones but like what? yeah I think. That, I
3: think anyways well uh, like, you have to look no. at it like uh, fuck I had a point here that was actually going to be really good fuck I forgot it that's probably because I get hit a lot uh, like oh that's my point and I see it all the time because I see guys go out there and just fucking wail on each other and they're just staring each other in the face with their hands down because they've never been a real fight in their lives I believe it becomes like a pissing contest. Oh, wow, I hit harder. My dick's bigger. Well, your pay's still the same, brother. You're still getting $25 on a fucking handshake to get slapped in the face a thousand times. So maybe we get more mileage out of this. And maybe we tell some more of a story with it. Or have a bigger payday to it. Like, the end result is trying to build that suspense and drama with a crowd. Not, Why oh, I hit harder than you. Well, I'm sure you fucking do. But knocking me out it's not going to help the situation.
1: A perfect match to watch on some of this right now, uh, to promote someone else, I guess, is uh, Beyond just had that American Rana show yeah. and fucking
3: Dickinson and yeah, Sakimoto, man. That's my favorite match from this year. Yes, yeah, my a,
1: God, such a good match, and yep. they sold everything. It was awesome. And Dickinson's known for striking, and Sakimoto is a fucking Japanese legend. Yep, and here are two guys registering, yep, selling. Eddie Kingston might be better at selling than anyone on the indies right now. Yep. And he's known for striking. Eddie Kingston is not a fake tough guy. Eddie Kingston is a legitimate tough guy who will sell for you. And that's what I don't get either. Yep. And I'm not trying to bury people in wrestling. Oh, it's but just but overall it's gonna, what can get better. It's going to sound like I am. But you have a business full of people who can't legitimately fight and pretend nothing hurts them. And then you got a guy like Eddie Kingston who can legitimately fight who will sell for you and make you look good. So it's like, it don't make you any less of a man or Just, any, to, any to less pain. of a tough guy to sell for your opponent. Absolutely. Because what's going to happen is eventually you're going, like, the business has changed. Even from fucking four or five years ago. It used to be, if you got in there with a guy and didn't sell for him you better be able to fight because you're going to get your ass whipped for
3: real. Strider's a good example of that. We were right. just talking about him earlier. We've seen him go in there and guys wouldn't take something back or would just kind of no-sell something because they didn't know what was up. Strider would then... I don't know if the words take liberties, but he oh. would get more solid, He'd and then you would... More aggressively. Exactly. It. And you would feel it. And
1: there were guys worse than that. They would just oh, beat yeah.
3: you up for real if you did not
1: sell for them. It's the yeah. way the business was. Because well,
3: back then, that was that was a way of looking at, like, oh, people are going to think this is not real because you're not feeling pain.
1: Right. Well, and it's just, you're making me look bad. Exactly. And rather that was right or wrong, that's up for debate. Well, it's a different
3: day and age. But
1: now. that's how the business was. If you didn't sell, it was looked at as you weren't protecting the business... And you were being disrespectful to your opponent, and you got your fucking ass beat. Nowadays, it's more like, well, you know, everyone's trying and blah blah blah. But some people aren't. They're per- like they. Just, it's not that they're purposely making
0: it. Look, maybe they don't know any better. But I think like everybody deserves like a chance or two at this. Like if yeah you go into it like one time and like I wrestle Gary and he doesn't sell for me. I come back. I'm like, hey man, I need you to sell for me. I wrestle him again, He sells for me. Great. Right. I wrestle him, like, or I wrestle me and he doesn't sell for me. Like, hey, dude, what the fuck? We talked about this.
3: It's all a learning process, and you're not going to get this after one or two times. Like, it just takes a long time, and then you just have to be around the right people and want to actually learn and not just go, oh, I'm fine. I had a great match. I'm going to go sell merch now and not ask anybody, you know, hey, how was that? What could I have done different? Or, like, not trying to, like, people sometimes I feel just don't want to be coached because they're afraid of hearing, oh, that didn't look that great. Right. Even though everything else was good, but maybe next time try this. Anybody that wants to passionately learn about the business or be involved in it, just like us, you're like a sponge. I'm asking people all the time that just watch wrestling. Don't even don't even wrestle. But anybody at Anarchy, I'll go backstage and so so. that right? what'd you think? Well, in Atlanta last night, you asked Jimmy Rave what he thought of the match. Jimmy was there. Yeah. Jimmy
0: literally sat down in front of me on
3: the ground to watch your match. Exactly, like he's the first person I went to because he's been around forever and he's Jimmy fucking Rave and the
1: thing too is you can ask over the years when we would go work for a lot of like not great places like you know in the middle of nowhere Arkansas we are just whatever, trying to get
3: experience
1: but you can even ask those guys what they thought like you don't have to take every piece of advice that's given to you. And take but it. if you don't ask everyone for advice, then you're liable to miss some really good shit. Because uh, you never know what someone else knows that's just sitting there watching. Yeah, if, even
0: a broken clock's right twice a day. Like,
1: if I don't know you, that don't mean you don't know anything about the business. So why not ask? What What is listening to someone for two, three minutes going to really do? Exactly. You, he's not going to fucking kill you. So you ask their advice... If they're idiots, then you're like, ah, okay, I listened. If they know... But you might be missing out on some really good advice by not asking at all.
3: It doesn't hurt to get people's opinions, you know? And, like, if you really like someone's opinion or, like, yeah, you know, I never thought of that, like, you can go, maybe next time I try that, and if it works, like, fuck, I pick something up. Right. That's where, like, we evolved so much is because, like, we had our initial training, and, like, that story's long and fucking overdue, like we've told a thousand times, but then it's like... We started getting out of our comfort zone of going farther and farther away, and picking up more things and learning new things, and we just kind of like.
1: Well, when we went when we started going to uh, that place in Arkansas every Friday. We ASWF. Had, no, no, that was on Mom. Saturday. We went to LA. Oh, LA, LAW. Yeah, now was that place great? No. no. Were the guys great? No. But did we, we learn? Yeah. Yes. We, we, you know, Greg Anthony booked that place. And he didn't want you to go over your matches. Yep. He wanted you to just call it all in the ring. And that was a great learning experience to do that every week. Just go up there, call it in the ring. You learn to think on your feet. You learn to play to an audience while being under the pressure of fucking wrestling a match. Like, it was good. Were the matches great? Not every time. And not all the guys were very good. But we learned something. And, And that's what... We learned a skill. That's what people should do is you, you learn these things, and you become a better performer for it.
3: Oh, oh, oh. Sorry. We got, you know, breaking news. <laughs> we just got really good news now. You know, I'm just really excited about that news. Uh, you guys will never find out about it. Anyways, um... Gary
0: swiped right. Uh, so... Now... So that's it. We kind of wanted to talk about that and talk about it with Gary, who is known for striking. Get into and I mean, opinion.
3: I, and I, I'm not cheating on you guys when I say this, but like I travel a lot more than you guys now. Like you, yeah. you don't leave the house. Sometimes. I'm actually booked oh, on Jesus a tour Christ. of uh, Japan. Shut, Shut the fuck up. up. I'm gonna go over
1: okay. there. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, the the <laughs> yeah. Oh, you. Uncle Ishii? i Yeah. Man, I would. I I wish we could bring Ishii in. If uh, who's the uh, who who runs New Japan nowadays? Delirious. Yeah. <laughs> If, you, if you're listening to his podcast,
3: Klein, if you want to bankroll New Japan versus St. Louis Anarchy, I just need you. You can live in our basement. We don't need the whole New Japan roster. Yeah, we just do. Tom Fuck Nishi. it. Yeah, we do. Have we? You know what? I'm gonna tell. The, have we ever told the Sean meet and Koda story? No. Well, that one's funny. Okay. Newsflash: Sean Erleens is a friend of ours. So uh, a friend we go of yours. I don't care for Sean person. Oh yeah, he's never at your house. <laughs> I'm not staring at him, shaking his head right now.
0: I like that he's here, and he's not, he doesn't even get to tell his story. Yeah, goddamn, right Sean, nope.
1: come tell the fucking... Yeah, come tell the, the Ishii story.
2: Well,
0: I get me something to drink.
2: Get, to get, you a, get
3: you a can. Get you a
2: can. Get you a cold drink, as they say in the South. So, Just go. All right, so uh, this is Mania 31 in Dallas. Yep. Um, Gary is booked on the Evolve show, and so we get to go to the venue, like, super early. Like, hours in advance. Like, I don't even think they had all the chairs set up yet. But, but so help set up. So, I... Yeah, I was just like, shit, let me just go in, because I'm going to probably get to watch a show for free. And so I thought, well, let me at least do something. So I'm helping set up chairs, like, all the way in the back, whatever. Gary's talking to people. And there's a crowd of guys off to the side. And I kind of get a good look at them. And, okay, it's Tommy End... Will Osprey, Marty Skrull, and two or, th- two or three other guys that I-, I can't think of their names right now, but it's two or three other guys that-, that are wrestling on that show. And they're walking around actually talking to each other, but other people are going by shaking hands. So I, you know, being polite and I shake everybody's hands. And they're like, oh, yeah, hi, I'm William. Hi, I'm Tommy. Hi, I'm Marty, whatever. And it's like, okay, cool, great. I'm just going to go back them? to like, they're nobodies? Just said their names. Yeah. Oh no, so, so okay. I'm done, and I'm just sitting in the front row like a goober. Uh in one of these back sections, like a goober, just kind of like taking everything in. Uh Gary comes by me, finally plops down and sort of like elbows me, and he goes, Hey, uh, you see who just came in? And I say, No, who? He goes, uh, Cody Ibushi. And my eyes like those, like those animes where the girls like fall in love, where it's like yeah. giant hearts coming out of my eyes or whatever. And Ibushi just walks by with his bag to the back. And I'm like, oh God, wait. Okay, I start thinking, I'm not going to ask the guy for a photo. I don't want to be that guy that's inappropriate, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I wanted to shake the guy's hand, all that kind of stuff. At least mm-hmm. say I did that. Yeah i'm worrying i'll never get the opportunity because he's not coming out five ten minutes 15 minutes pass and i just keep talking about ibushi and gary's like looking at me like calm down (laughs) so he was saying a lot of other colorful language but that's the gist of it um finally ibushi comes out and he's talking to people making the rounds shaking everybody's hand people setting up merch the, the, the names on the show, the people that aren't names, the staff, whatever, he's being super polite. Finally, he's just sort of standing literally, what, eight feet away from us yep. and if doing I nothing. You're sitting
3: there, like, debating, and I go, just go over there, and, like, the way the lighting was in the place, like, there was a fucking ray of sunlight on Ibushi, and, like, Sean was just gonna galley up over there, and, like, here it is. There's the moment.
2: Right, it's like, Yeah. God touching Adam's finger or whatever. Jesus. So, I walk up I just stick my hand out like just straight out. Mm. I'm like, "Hey." And Ibushi kind of like looks up from his phone and he goes, like, "Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to shake your hand." And I I I don't know. It all just uh, you it froze. All, yeah, basically I froze and I'm like, "Hi, uh uh like yeah, I stumbled. He goes, "Hi, uh, Kota. I, I I am Kota, and I'm just kind of like I I know who you are. Like a like a 14 year old at uh, you know homecoming or whatever. Mm. Uh, I was I was smitten. I was yeah. smitten by Cody Abouzaid. You were, and you then, were. then you were. Asking I'm not lying. I'm not. I was. Yep. I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit it. Uh, that you were starstruck. That's right. Hard. Like, and I get it and so he says and like he's looking at me like and, and you are I'm like oh Sean and he says he mispronounces it three or four times I, and by the time the third or fourth time he says it I'm like I, it doesn't matter it, it doesn't you're, I've touched you you're, you're Kota it's okay you're Kota it's okay and man. the whole time
3: they're still holding hands <laughs> like, their hands... They're handshaking, but, like, the whole time they're having an awkward stare, Sean's just, like, deer in headlights, and Coda's just, like, Kota. and you're like, Sean, Sean, Kota. It's like a cartoon for four minutes. And I'm, like, fucking looking around, like, am I the only witness in this? And you were. Yeah, I was.
2: Yeah, because Will and, uh, Marty and Tommy and the other guys were just hanging off to the side having a chat. I'm staring at and Ibushi. For five minutes. Yeah, just basically, awkwardly. like, yeah, like, you... You, you know, are Kota Yeah. All like, that other cool stuff. That's
3: probably one of my favorite moments of anybody meeting anybody. I mean, I had the same thing happen that year with me when I met McFoley. So, like, it, I get it. And I took a Mark picture. Foley.
0: With Foley. I yeah, am dude. Foley.
3: I, when he walked backstage, I, I look right at fucking Jason K. And go, holy fuck, Mick Foley just walked in. I just started sweating. Like, <laughs> it was fucked up. And then he came and talked to me like I was a human being. Dude, fuck, it was all... I, I got marked pictures, but I didn't give a fuck. So, cool, and
0: on that end, I've always been more of a B.B. Hulk guy. All right, Sean's gone, and Matt's back, and we're going to plug some well, stuff. I, I, we can keep talking Kodo obishi for a minute. Cool, let's keep
1: talking Remember Coda? when uh, he had the... When we fucking tore it up at King of Trio? Oh, 2009. Club, yeah. 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 He had to follow us.
3: Yeah, he said, I don't want to go out there. <laughs> I go, you have
1: to, brother. Yeah, you'll be all right, kid. We yeah. left some of the house for you. Yeah. Now, he, uh... Demolish the house. I remember, Man, I just, I didn't watch it live. I just remember sitting backstage and listening to that crowd go more, more, more. Like, it was unreal. Yeah. Watched the back end. It was incredible. And I just remember, because I was a big Obushi fan too, but especially back then. And he came back, and I just remember looking right at him going, that was fucking
0: incredible. And he's like, Ooh, thanks. Did you go, that was fucking incredible, American
3: Dragon? No. This was God. before
1: you threw the nope. fucking dot. This it's is after. after. This is that
3: after. was one of the first things he did when he got to the building. That Asshole. Oh, God. Yeah, Jackson.
1: If you want to listen to our podcast about King of Trios 2009, you can. Where is it at? It's in our archives.
0: In our archives.
1: I like yes. saying that.
0: All right.
1: can, uh, you chat, can you chat me up about it? I've chatted up enough about it on the fucking... Yeah. In the archives. All
0: right, take me home, Battlecat.
1: All righty. Battle of Spalding, Friday night, September 13th. GA tickets only remain at battlespalding.bpt.me tickets for our november 8th event untitled for right now they are also on sale i believe the link is nov8 at bpt.me uh you can follow us at STL Anarchy on twitter st louis anarchy on facebook st louis anarchy i believe on instagram that ticket link is on the twitter you can easily find it i have to look But I think we're down to only four front row left for November. Holy
3: shit, that's awesome! Yeah, that's good. uh,
1: I have to double check that we moved one today, so I have to read, look at the numbers. Uh, Become a Patreon. Uh, We have exclusive content on that. It's at Patreon.com/slashAnarchySTL. Tier starting at two dollars. You start getting content at the five dollar level. We over deliver on that content. We always put out more than what you're promised. Um, we are going to start playing around with the video feature are going to start doing video watch-alongs as you all know Anarchy will start going monthly in January of 2020 that will change some of those features but none of that goes into play until January the first is that everything?
3: I believe that is
1: man I'm getting pretty good at that with that are? said good
3: fight good is that ours? yeah that's celebrity definition alright